Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. Today we present the story of one of Western Maryland's most notable figures, before he went west. His name was Thomas Cressop, and he was a force of nature. Short, stocky, and immensely powerful, he was so strong they said he never lost a fight or a test of strength. Born in 1694 to English yeomen in Yorkshire, the home of the Calvert family, he came to Maryland in his early 20s, fell into debt, and fled to Virginia to escape his creditors. Virginia didn't want him either, so he returned to Maryland. In 1729 or 30, he moved from near Haverty Grace up to Susquehanna to what is now Wrightsville, Pennsylvania, where the governor of Maryland had granted him 500 acres he called Pleasant Garden. The land on which he had settled was very much in dispute between the Calverts and the sons of William Penn, who just then were arguing over their common boundary. Making matters worse was a tide of German immigrants moving westward into the region who did not know to whom they should pay taxes or express allegiance. Thomas Cressop regarded himself first and foremost as a Marylander and set about clarifying matters. He soon found himself afoul of Pennsylvania law. When two Pennsylvanians ambushed him on the ferry he was operating, tried to drown him in the Susquehanna and got away with it, Maryland made him a justice of the peace in Baltimore County, a captain in the militia, and sent him more men. Cressop's fortified house at Pleasant Garden became a strong point for raids on Pennsylvania German settlers. Anyone with allegiance to the Pens was fair game. If their horses or cattle broke into his corn, Cressop shot them. When the sheriff sent a posse to arrest him, Cressop shot at them, too, mortally wounding one before driving them off. The Lancaster County Sheriff had had more than enough. With a posse of almost 30 men, some said it was closer to 50, he surrounded Cressop's house and ordered him to come out. Cressop refused. The sheriff shouted that he planned to burn the house, and at that one of Cressop's men escaped up the chimney. The others remained until flames forced them out. Cressop made a run for his ferry and might have escaped had he not tied the boat so securely. The posse fell on him and bound his hands. They had gotten about halfway across the Susquehanna when Cressop elbowed one of his guards into the river. The others thought it was their prisoner and beat the man with her oars until they noticed that Cressop was still in the boat. He continued to amuse himself by annoying his captors all the way into Philadelphia. As the party entered the city, crowds came out to see for themselves this man they called the Maryland Monster. Sensing opportunity, Cressop turned to one of his guards, George Aston, and bellowed, Damn it, Aston, this is one of the prettiest towns in Maryland. When they put him in irons, Cressop raised his arms and brought the shackles down on the blacksmith's head so hard the blow knocked him senseless. They threw him into prison, and Maryland sent Daniel Delaney and Edmund Jennings to argue his case. The proceedings dragged on, moving ever higher to the governors and provincial councils, and finally to the crown. But the Pennsylvanians were losing their will. Thomas Cressop was making himself so obnoxious in their jail they couldn't stand him, and when they tried to release him, he wouldn't go, swearing he'd stay there until he got word from the king himself. Finally, the king ordered both sides to reconcile their border differences, and Cressop left Philadelphia. Maryland lost that boundary dispute and had to settle for what is now the Mason-Dixon line. We can only wonder what would have happened had things gone differently and had Cressop prevailed. Philadelphia might indeed have become one of the prettiest towns in Maryland.